Hello and welcome to Connected episode 400. It's a big number. It's made possible this week by Fitbod, Memberful, Electric, and Capital One. My name is Stephen Hackett and I have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm excited. I was tired before we started. Pro show was really weird and fun. GetConnectedPro.co. And now I'm super ready for the Rickies. I got my game face on. Are you joined by anybody? Oh, and I have to. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the Rickies. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> and Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Yes. Hi. What do you think of that? Federici. I don't like it. I don't like it. But just for this episode, though. No, you sound just like any other American misspelling my name. Do you ever get Federico? Does anyone ever call you Federico? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That happened. Vitiki, Viriki, Verici. Yeah. All flavors have happened of that. We've mentioned this before. The best thing is if Federico is ever quoted in an Italian uh, language article, which he has been in the past... If you run it through Google Translate, it changes Federico's name to Frederick Tendrils, which is one of my very favorite things of all time. But I just want to say up front mm -hmm. that on this very special episode, the spirit of the Rickies mm -hmm. came to me in a dream. Hey, it's my thing. <laughs> and it's guiding me uh -huh. toward a glorious, epic, romantic, even, victory. Before, just, just so I can, like, take that train off the track for a minute, I will just say, before we all start fighting for the next two hours, this is our 400th episode, which in the grand scheme of things doesn't really mean much because we did a whole bunch of episodes of another show before. 57. And it's not, like, an, an anniversary as such. It's We actually have an anniversary in, like, a few weeks' time. I just want to say how much joy this show brings me and just to tell you that I love working with both of you on this project. Thank you. Thank you. I don't. And now I'm going <laughs> to burn you down to the ground. <laughs> now you're going down. 400 is a nice, it's a nice round number. Our nine year anniversary together is coming up, which is wild. Is that a paper anniversary, right? I think it is. There's something, yeah, something to that. Aluminum foil. It goes around again. So, like, eventually it's just going to go around yeah. again. What, the, the paper anniversary? Yeah, I mean, you get enough of them, you're going to run out of things. Because so paper's usually first anniversary, but it's also... Apparently it's pottery. No. Oh. Is what Matt's saying. I don't know if that's... I'm going to make y'all each an ashtray in art class this week. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm not going to have a lot to do with an ashtray. <laughs> Can we do it together, but like in the scene from Ghost? <laughs> okay. I'll be one hand, awesome. Stephen's the other hand. We're both wrapped around you. <laughs> that's how that's oh, going to no. It's a pottery wraparound, guys. We're doing it. What a shame <laughs> that you're not going to be in San Jose because we could have done that, you know? Because, see, that's that's what you're missing. This could be us, but you're That playing. is yeah, truly what we're missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If someone could uh, make an image of that for us, please send it to us. Then, no, if someone can do that, they should unplug their computer and throw it out the window. <laughs> Like, if you're about to make that, don't. No, I need <laughs> it. My... <laughs> so you get in trouble. We talked about connected fanfic a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Well, we didn't get any. Not yet. 
which I'm not sure whether to take personally or not, you know? Mm. Well, you know, yeah. Anyway, we've recorded this episode in advance. Uh, this has ramifications for the Rickies, which we'll get into later on. But yeah. just as like a, it's an important thing to mention up front. This episode was recorded on the 26th of May. Uh, it's worth noting, because we already spoke about Connected Pro, Connected Pro members got this episode early. Just an additional bonus because we love our members. We also love all of our listeners. But hey, we're just, you know, pushing the Connected Pro right now. I mean, regular listeners got it a few hours earlier on the regular Ooh. day. So everyone gets it early, you know? Steven, you're kind. You're very kind to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And yeah, and if you listen live to the show in our member Discord or just on our website, you got it even earlier than everybody else. That's true. And if you were in the document before we started recording, you saw it was going to happen before we recorded it at all. Yeah, and if you were there for our rehearsal that we do before every episode, where we do the entire show, and then we do it again, you heard it even earlier than everyone Well, else. you and I do it. Federico sends a stand-in, which I find a little insulting. It's, but it's nice to talk to the one true John every week, you know? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> if you just show up for rehearsal at some point, then it wouldn't be a problem, you know? Rehearsals. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting idea for a podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, 400 episodes. Somehow people are still listening to us. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. We love you. Most of you. So this is the Ricky's episode where we do our predictions for WWDC. Uh, As we stand here on the 26th of May, there are no rumors. There's nothing. Yes, yes. This is the necessary context for this game. And I've got to say, considering how close we are now, we're like, what, a week and a half away? Kind of hope it stays that way, but I don't think it will. But as it's right now, there's there's no reports of really anything. There's not been any big Bloomberg article, no big 9to5Mac article, no Mac rumors, nothing, right? No one's reporting on, hey, we got this stolen build of iOS 25 and we're going to tell you all the features in it. None of that's happening. There's little bits and bobs that we might talk about later on, but nothing nothing that I think seems like super like credible in the way that we would normally say. Where like, you know, according to people familiar with the matter, iOS sixteen is gonna get wallpaper packs or whatever, you know? The peop the people said. I heard square watch sides. You're gonna talk about that at WWDC? <laughs> Oh man, it's my, it's, my, it's my Ricky pick. <laughs> Flat side of watch. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of rumors is interesting. Um, I wouldn't say it's not. I don't think it's concerning because obviously they are announcing something. I think honestly that they're just doing a better job than ever at locking down the software leaks. I uh, can't say the same for hardware because we basically know what the iPhone 14 line is going to look like already. But that's a different thing. I think with software, they have improved. Uh, you know that. If the last minute leaks happen, and they always happen, and when they do, it's usually because you've reached the point where the information has been given to departments like PR and marketing, and it's it's in a lot of different hands internationally, right? That's the thing. Because when Apple announces iOS 16 on Monday, and the press release goes out 20 minutes later, and it's already been localized in 50 different languages, that means that press release went out 10 days before or two weeks before to a bunch of Apple departments and offices all around the globe. And so it and just... website builds, right? Like the... His the iOS website. And website builds. 
and localizing the website and making sure that those localizations are correct. And some of these people, they are contractors. And I know because I've, I've known some of these people that were contracting jobs to translate for Apple, right? So it's only, it's bound to happen that this last minute leaks, you know, some of these folks are like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to tell it to my guy who works at 9to5Mac or something, you know? So they're going to happen, but not right now. Which is, you know, used to be that months before, Gurman would have the info because maybe there were people on the inside actually working on the thing, uh, telling Gurman and other folks, you know, some details. Uh, now we don't have that luxury anymore for our game here, which makes things tricky for us, but also fun. I'm excited. I mean, I honestly, I hope it stays this way because, like. I like to be surprised by WWDC, right? Like, it's fun. It's the f uh, This is what I, I enjoy. I hope it stays this way. I think at this point, it does feel like way less than normal, but maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, it, it is less than normal, I think. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, that's the context for, for this game, and I think we're all... I think we're ready, right? Can, I just say, last thing, can you imagine if, like, they got all the developers there and they're like, hey, we're so happy you made it. We decided this year we'd just do the bash, like there's nothing else, and like, and they just bring out like Harry Styles, and then it's that. Well, they're keeping him prisoner at Apple Park. In Apple Music, yeah, he's, he lives inside of Apple Music now. <laughs> you know, he's he's chained to a a, a post in Eddie Q's basement. Uh, oh God! And Zane Lowe brings him water and food every once in a while, and that's it. Yeah. This episode of Connected is brought to you by FitBod. Between balancing work, family, WBDC, and everything else you have going on in your life, it can sometimes be hard to make fitness the priority it should be. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you. That's why you need FitBod. Its algorithm learns about you, your goals, and your training ability. and will craft a personalized exercise plan that's unique to you. Their app makes it incredibly easy to learn exactly how to perform each exercise. There are these videos in there from multiple angles so you can see what the movement is supposed to be. Personal fitness isn't about competing with other people. You don't want to look to others and try to stack up against them and just do what they do. What you need is something that will work for you. That's when it sticks and when you'll see the results you're looking for. FitBod uses data to create and adjust your dynamic fitness plan. And you'll have instant access to your own personalized routine in their fantastic app, so you can make progress on your goals from anywhere. One of my favorite features about the FitBot app is you can tell it what equipment you have, say that, say if you're working out at home. And if you buy something new, you can add it and it will work it into future workouts. But if you're traveling and you don't have access to the gym, you can just tell it, hey, I just need to do body weight exercises today. It's all very customizable and really easy to manage. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why FitBot does so much work to make sure they customize things to suit you. They make sure to learn from your previous workouts so your next one will be even better, whether you're working out twice a day or twice a week. FitBot even tracks muscle recovery to make sure your plan is balanced with a variety of exercises to make sure you're not overworking anything. The app is simple to use and recently got updated with a fantastic new design. It's got those video tutorials I mentioned shot from multiple angles, and it integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me connected. 
So go there now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash connected and you get 25% off your membership. fitbod.me slash connected. Our thanks to Fitbod for their support of the show and Relay FM. It's time to read the rules. The rules. Wow. So I bring a new new level of hype for the game. I was running around my studio during the ad trying to find that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're standing, right? Uh-huh. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Oh, sorry, Not yet. sorry, 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 sorry. There's a preamble first. The Rickies is a game connected hosts play before Apple keynotes in the beginning of a new year trying to predict future events. It is made up of three rounds. Each host makes two regular picks followed by a risky pick. There are two types of rookies, annual rookies, a.k.a. the Annies, and <laughs> keynote rookies. That's what we're playing today. The winner of the annual rookies is named the annual chairman. That doesn't matter today. The keynote rookies winner is named the keynote chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next keynote is held. After the rookies, the hosts then play a game called the Flexies. These two games have separate but related rules. Please stand for the reading of the rules. Standing. Correct regular picks are awarded one point. The language used for regular picks must be finalized and agreed upon during recording, and no partial points may be awarded. Correct risky picks are worth two points, but wrong ones will cause a point to be deducted from that host's total. Picks must have been approved as risky by the two other hosts before the start of the game. Picks made for keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them for the next keynote. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. They don't matter today. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. Scoring is completed during recording and cannot be modified once an episode is complete. In the event of a tie, Dice by PCALC must be used in Relay FM mode to pick a winner. Jason Snell has a lifetime ban on flipping coins in relation to the Rickies. Coin flips by Jason on other podcasts are allowed, but are frowned upon and subject to public shaming. For Keynote Rickies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Any information used in scoring must be publicly verifiable at the time of recording. The order of picks is set by the previous performance. The winner of the previous associated game goes first. The previous loser goes last. Winners will be recognized during the closing ceremonies. As a reminder, I am the current annual chairman and Federico is the current keynote chairman. Past results can be seen at rookies.co and rookies.net. These sites also have pages about managing your own scorekeeping at home. You may be seated. That's the first time with the new rules. The new rules have a different energy to the old rules. It feels more formal. It does feel more formal. We have to see how we're going to, have to try these new rules on for size in this game. See how we feel about. Yeah, them. I don't have any suggested changes, but you know, maybe some will come up. Yeah, you never know. You never know. There might be some some crimes. Committed. AKA the Annies. <laughs> that really got uh-huh. you, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I forget. I forget every time. <laughs> Annies is good. Annies is good. I like it. Should we do round one? Okay, so the order of the regular picks is me, Steven, Mike. Mm-hmm. So I'm going first. So this is my first pick for the WWDC 2022 rookies. 
Okay. My first pick is... <laughs> this is a big lead-up. <laughs> the next version of iOS brings changes to notifications. Wow. I'm not sure the hype was worth that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's how you play and win the game, as was suggested to me by the spirit of the Rickies. The spirit of the Rickies is not a passionate spirit. The spirit of the Rickies, first of all, is a person. I had this dream of a person close to us who whispered things to me about the Rickies. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> was it yes. Jason? No. So the next version of iOS brings changes to notifications. Now, non-graded, I want to add some context around this pick to explain what I think we're going to get. So first of all, I think we're going to get a new design. I think the, the current design of the notifications, like the, the, the banners that come in at the top of the screen, and the long list of, of these like rectangular notifications in Notification Center, is boring, it's old, it, it's got to be something else. I mean, there has to be another way to group those notifications together. Mm. And I feel like, so we're going to get a new look maybe for the notification itself, maybe a new look for the buttons, for like the actions that you can uh, perform on notification. So you're including in this just a simple like design change or are you after like structural change or I guess either? Either. I guess either anything 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 right? any change that's pretty broad work. well i mean yeah that's what you do in a regular pick that's true but that's for true additional i mean yeah context, i'm not i'm not i also think the more important part here is the management of notifications that's just what i want more i don't care about the design i just want to always have new tools to manage my notifications i don't think i don't think they quite nailed um, how you can manage notifications. The, notifi the notification summary is a good idea, but it needs to be expanded. It needs to do more. It needs to be more customizable. You need to be able to create multiple summaries containing different apps. And also, I still find it confusing that apps can group related notifications together, but I cannot have groups created by me like an android had this years ago with the thing called channels i think and it also didn't go well because google did that feature then they never iterated on it i think but basically like i want to be able to create my like like i can create my own focus modes uh, i think the system should offer some better grouping by default but then I also want to do okay these are i don't know club notifications and it's like emails from MailChimp and notifications from this particular Discord and notifications from this particular iMessage thread. I want to have those controls because right now all I get is a simple list and it's impossible. Like once you go, once you get over like 20 alerts in Notification Center, I never bother to manage them. It's just, uh, I just, you know, I'm giving up and I'm clearing all notifications. So I don't know what I want, but I know that I want something more than this. Yeah, I'm totally up with this pick. I want this stuff. Uh, how confident do I feel about it? Not very confident. I feel like I've asked for some version of this for like the last seven years, right? Like better notification management. Um, but I guess the, 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 the ray of hope was last year that they actually seemed like that they were trying some stuff right with focus modes time sensitive notifications all that kind of stuff um 
I think that they, that Apple took it in some not great directions. I, I really don't like that they removed the deliver quietly option on notifications. I just really like that as an option. What? You really forgot to, about that. Where I love that option. Yeah, you have to go into settings and manually recreate it by unchecking and like making specific choices. Um, so what used to say deliver quietly and then it would just it would only send them to uh, the notification center when you pulled up and it wouldn't give you any anything else. You can still get that, but you have to go into notification settings and like turn it off in certain ways, right? No banners, only on the um, only in notification center, not on the lock screen. I think is the incantation you need, but that that deliver quietly setting was removed. I think because of time sensitive or whatever. But that, that's a you know things like that. It's like I thought that was a really great feature, and it's something I used to use a lot because I've always enjoyed that since they added it. Of like I have my notifications that I can just see on my lock screen, but then if I need more of them or if I do want to see other things that might be happening, I can pull it up and I can see other stuff right that's below. Um, but so yeah, it's a shame. But. Uh, I would love to see more notification stuff just in general. That would be so good. All right, I'm up next, and I'm going to say widgets gain interactivity. We had this in the old style of widgets. Remember our friend James tried to shove a calculator into a widget and then Apple banned him from the App Store? And then we got new widgets a couple of years ago, and they look amazing, and they can do all these things, but they you can't carve out individual sections as like individual buttons. You can't, for instance, have a text field. You know, I would like a widget that just like lets me type something into a specific note in Apple Notes or mm-hmm. if you're into Obsidian, maybe something there. And you can't you can't do it. You can deep link into sections of apps, but you don't have real interactivity. Um, I'd love to be able to stop and start timers and timery from a widget without having to open the app. All of these things would be so awesome. And, you know, the widget technology, uh, I think, like, way under the hood, it's kind of based on similar things as, like, complications on the yeah. Apple Watch. Yeah. But with, like, the timeline data and that sort of thing. But it's time for them to to mature past that and really become kind of like little applications that are running all the time. This would be... So welcome on all platforms. That'd be great on the phone. It'd be great on the iPad. It'd be especially great on the Mac. And it's just such a shame that these things are, they're basically just pretty billboards. I love them. I have a bunch of widgets on all my devices, but I really want more. I really want to be able to quickly do tasks, especially on the iPhone, without having to open and dig through an application. So how do we how do we qualify uh, like how do we recognize interactivity here? I mean, you have to be able to tap something on the widget and it does something about opening the application, right? Here's a few suggestions here, because if you just say widgets gain interactivity, there's already a couple of instances in which Apple widgets are interactive on the home screen. Like shortcuts and contacts of all widgets. The contacts. Contacts, contacts yeah. is an interactive widget in that if you tap the contact picture in the widget on your home screen, it opens a window with the contact card on wow. your home screen. So that's a private API. Uh, so I think, first of all, I think what Steven means here is third-party widgets. Yes. And I can I can even um, 
I guess I probably should clarify that. Yeah. I mean, we knew what you meant, but, you know. Yeah. I meant third-party widgets because, I mean, my word, that contacts widget is wild. Like, what? How did that happen? I didn't even know that existed, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I, or I blanked out on my brain. While we're talking about contacts, I would like to air a frustration I have. Please. You know, like when you click on someone's contact card or like in messages where you like tap the thing and you tap the little I to bring up the thing so you can call someone, you know, that like you get like call message. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I know where you're going. Why does it never remember which one I want? When you try, there's something that always happens to me. When you try to copy a phone number uh-huh. from contacts yes, and you long press... The copy button doesn't come up, but it accidentally registers your touch as, as a, a tap on the phone number mm. and it starts a phone call. Oh, so my what God, we're saying that's the is worst. all of that contact card stuff is terrible. Yes. But like I just don't understand, right? Like I only ever want to use FaceTime audio to call basically everyone in my life because it's better than a phone call. But sometimes it does that and sometimes it doesn't do that. And sometimes like like, this is the thing I do not understand, right? So, like, with having this video, you know, right? Like, I'd maybe try and call her on FaceTime audio or whatever. And then sometimes it, like, calls an international phone number that's in her contact, <laughs> like, her contact card. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> right? Like, why are you doing this? I only ever want to do one thing. And and it's like the, the button just always says call. And it's like you'll find out what happens when you tap it. That's tangent number one. Tangent number two, thinking about widgets, made me think about Widgetsmith. And I... I'm not sure if I've just realized this for the first time, but like widget smith, it's like blacksmith, right? Like you are making widgets. Yeah. Yeah, that was the wordplay. I mean, I'm just like, well, that's David's name, you know? That's also why it's, that's why the joke is funny in multiple ways. No, I know I get it now, right? Like now I get it, but I think it's taken me this long to get that. Woo! I'm just like, oh, it's like Dave. So third party widgets. <laughs> 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 Look, you know, I never, I never claimed to be smart, you know. No, 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 but, 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 like, I, I had many moments like this in my life. Uh, for I, I don't know if I told you guys before, but I only realized when I was eighteen that the word Christian comes from Christ. Yeah, I realized that when I was eighteen. So I totally get it. Uh, you're realizing what words mean uh, at a certain age. So third-party widgets gain interactivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think like we'll know it when we see it. What interactivity is like, because otherwise, if you try to nail this down with specifics, like oh, do you mean that you can tap into a text field and it shows the keyboard, or do you mean that you can tap buttons? Like right. yes to all of that. So let's just say interactivity and be done with that. Yeah, feels like an easy one to judge, right? Because it's going to be something that widgets can't currently do. For third parties. And if I had to guess, the keyboard access will not be on the table for these. I think at most we can hope for, hey, you can have individual buttons that do individual things and they don't always have to open the app when they're tapped on. Wouldn't be surprised if it was like, if you make one of these five types of applications. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You yeah. can now oh, no. have this Siri intent, and this Siri intent will allow you to do the thing. Oh, you know? that, those are the worst ways to do things. <laughs> uh, my pick, my first pick is no dedicated AR, VR, MR, however you want to call it, hardware is introduced at WWDC. Hmm. A negative pick. Yeah. Okay. So no hardware, like no introduction, which means they're not doing it. No hardware. They're not, I don't believe they're going to show off a headset at WWDC, right? Like is what I'm saying. 
I don't know if there's a better way to phrase it, but I think you know what I'm saying, right? Like this headset that's been rumored so heavily that's going to be Apple's first foray into this mixed reality world. Yeah. Uh, at this WWDC, we're not going to see that hardware. What if... I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't think this is happening. But let's just right. say there is an update to the iPad Pro at WBDC. And mm-hmm. in addition to the LiDAR sensor, there's now some sort of new sensor on the back for AR. Well, that's why it's dedicated. But that, it is dedicated. Just that little sensor is dedicated. Okay, no device. I feel like if you're saying headset, Solely. you should say headset. Okay, I mean, like, but sure. I mean, I was just, I didn't say headset, so it'd be easier to, I thought it'd be easier. No headset is introduced. There you go. Happy with that? Okay. No headset. Now they're going to make a Bluetooth headset and you will lose. I, mean, I, will lose. I don't think that's going to happen. If Apple makes another Bluetooth headset, something terrible's happened. Yeah, man, that first one was so bad. <laughs> I wanted it, but couldn't buy it when I got my original iPhone because all the systems went down uh, in mm-hmm. Coffin Warehouse in the UK and I had to pay them cash, which was something you weren't supposed to be able to do, but I still walked out of an iPhone. But I couldn't take out enough cash to also buy the headset, which really was a benefit for me, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a headset. Uh, I think that may have been possible that they were going to show it off at this WWDC, but I think all of the reports and rumors seem to be indicating that they won't do it. I still stand by what I've been saying, I think, for like a year now, which is I never think that this would be shown at WWDC. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, give it its own 90-minute presentation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do the whole thing. Because you can announce it six months before you ship it. Like, mm-hmm. there is no reason to show this off now and get developers working on it now if you're just going to ship it in September or whatever. Like, you show it off, give it, like, a good three to six months, just like the Apple Watch, let people build their apps for it, build their experiences for it, invite people down to your new developer center so they can try out the hardware, like... And, and just roll with it that way. Like, this feels to me like either... I mean, they could either do it with the iPhone or just do it on its own. And that's how I think it's going to happen. But I don't think they're going to try and squeeze this into a WWDC keynote. It doesn't seem like it's necessary to me. I have a problem with the way this pick is phrased. Okay. Because if you say is introduced... Mm-hmm. And if they only do a teaser, then you could say, well, it's not an introduction, it's a teaser. Mm. Scene. No headset is seen. You happy now? Okay. <laughs> this pick has been like ripped of an inch of its life and it did not needed, in my opinion. <laughs> we all knew what this one meant, but we all happy now. No headset is seen. That works for me. Hang on a second. No uh, Apple made <laughs> headset is seen. There you yeah. go. Done. Done, done, no, done. And now no I'm happy. Apple made headset is seen. Uh, but if it's in a video, do you really even see it? But if what if they shut mention up. it? What if they <laughs> mention it? Okay. What if they mention no it? No Apple made headset is acknowledged in any way. Here's something I is just need to say. Yes. You think they wouldn't show it, but they would mention it? <laughs> well, look, I'm just trying to avoid a potential uh-huh. scenario. Yeah. In which, what if Tim Cook goes wild and he's like, no. oh, by the way, guys, we're working on a headset, but I just wanted to mention this without showing anything off. Then I get you the know? point. This isn't a Ricky, right? I've made My pick is this. No Apple-made headset is seen. That's it. If they were to say, hey, we're going to do a headset this year, but don't show it, I still get okay. a point. So it's not you seen. You know. Okay, okay, okay. It's not seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
you know, Tim Cook used to walk around and be like, the wrist is an interesting place, you know, before the Apple Watch. What if he comes out like, yeah. there's a lot of interest at Apple in the head and the face. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> the, pure, the, the pure eyes. We, we're really interested in your eyes. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're looking right into the holes in your eyes. Well, I mean, he's been saying this stuff about AR for years, right? Since before AR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, look, he wants to have charts and graphs in AR for meetings. Okay, that is round one. Uh, as a recap, Federico says the next version of iOS brings changes to notifications. I say third pidget, third party, <laughs> third pidget, <laughs> third, third pigeon widgets, third party widgets gain interactivity. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike says pigeons. no Apple made headset is seen. Pigeons, pigeons, no pigeons gain interactivity. At WWDC. <laughs> they have pigeons Jason, at Cupertino? Jason posted a pigeon gif in Discord. That's a Pokemon. Well <laughs> done, Jason. <laughs> Pichon! Pichon! <laughs> well done. Well done. This episode of Connected is made possible by Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to an audience used by the biggest creators on the web. Generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. Here at Relay FM, we have been using Memberful for years, and our experience with them has been nothing short of incredible. They're a great group to work with, and they're tools they give us to diversify our income, not only as a company, but as individual hosts, has really alleviated a lot of pressure we felt, especially uh, as the pandemic first set on a couple of years ago. And it continues to be a bigger and bigger part of our business and without Memberful's tools, we wouldn't be able to do it. Maybe your financial situation for your business has changed over the past few years, and you need a proven solution that's quick to launch so you can stabilize your business and grow. Well, Memberful handles the hard stuff so you can focus on what you do best while earning revenue quickly, while leaving you with full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, your brand, and your membership. It has everything you need to run a membership program, Optimized checkouts, Apple Pay support, easy member management, dashboard analytics, free trials, gift subscriptions, and more. Plus, it integrates with a bunch of cool tools you're probably already using, like WordPress, MailChimp, Discord, and a lot more. You can even now use Memberful to send paid email newsletters. And what I really like about this is then you can turn those newsletters into blog posts on a members-only website, so they live on the web for your members to see in the future. Get started for free, memberful.com slash connected. There's no credit card required. That's memberful.com slash connected. Go there now, check it out, and see what it could do for your business. Our thanks to Memberful for the support of the show and Relay FM. Round two. So for round two, I'm going with another pretty obvious, I think, feature based on what should now be a pattern that Apple is following. And the pick is, the next version of macOS will have at least one feature exclusive to Apple Silicon Macs. The idea being that last year with macOS Monterey, we saw some features exclu exclusive to the M1 Macs. I believe um, the interactivity in Apple Maps, the, uh, like the on-device dictation uh, without time limits, portrait mode for FaceTime, Maybe? 
I think so. And live text was going to be, but they ended up rolling that out to Intel Max. But the, then it wasn't. Yes, live text is the one that they changed their mind about. So I think in the next version of macOS, which should be macOS 13, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be at least one feature exclusive to the Apple Silicon line. So the M1, I don't know if they're going to announce an M2 at WWDC, but yeah, at least one feature just for the Apple Silicon Max. Either of you have any ideas what that kind of thing could be? Well, for sure. it's like So it's usually stuff that requires the neural engine, right? Uh, that's one of the obvious play, like components that is exclusive to the M1 chip. Uh, so uh, I would say it's usually like text-to-speech or dictation stuff um, or stuff that deals with the, the images. So, for example, effects in photos. So if they do, for example, um, new effects for videos or photos. I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff is exclusive to the M1. Or if they do, I don't know, for example, Shortcuts now has actions for machine learning or stuff like that. Those could be exclusive to the M1. Like, stuff that deals with machine learning, the neural engine, 3D graphics, it's usually, you know, best on Apple Silicon. And uh, live text is, I guess the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, this makes a ton of sense. I think that we are definitely far enough into this transition. I mean, <laughs> they started it earlier than I thought they would. I was really surprised when Monterey was slated to launch with Apple Silicon-only features. It felt way too soon. So I think I think you're going to get a, a green check mark next to this one for sure. Question for you, man, probably Stephen, mostly based on history. How long do you think it will be until a version of macOS is not available for Intel. Do I get a quiz point for this? No, because <laughs> it's impossible. That's uh, no. Nice try, though. I appreciate the hustle. I mean, we're still tied, right? Yeah, 11 11. So, can't have that. I mean, I think maybe two years from now. So, Mac OS 15. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. very aggressive. That's uh, aggressive. Yeah, that's faster than I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll change it. Three years. We'll go three. I think a lot of it depends on when exactly the Mac Pro happens. Because other than the Intel Mac Mini, which you can still buy for some reason, the Mac Pro is the last Intel machine. I think a lot of it, a lot of it, like the clock doesn't really start until all the Intel machines are gone. But they were pretty aggressive uh, with Snow Leopard, which was the first version of Mac OS to drop into uh, to drop PowerPC support. So Tiger was the transition OS. Now Tiger was out for like two and a half years or three years or something. And then you had Leopard, which was universal, and it was out a couple of years. And then Snow Leopard dropped PowerPC and that felt fast. And so maybe they'd be a little slower this time. There's a way more Intel Max than PowerPC Max, that's for sure. So who knows? At least three years. Okay. Okay. My pick, and we're going to talk about the what happened with this pick in a minute. But let me get let me get through it first. Yes, iPad OS is updated to include a more desktop-like mode with resizable and overlapping windows. Oh my god! This was my Ricky, but it had an additional clause uh, that said uh, when used with an external trackpad and keyboard, but. 
it was deemed unrisky by the two of you because of a tweet from our friend Steve Trout Smith about some changes pushed to WebKit that sure seem like they're preparing it to be in an environment on iPadOS that, where Windows could be resizable and overlapping. This is so unlucky for you. Two hours before we... If he would have published this tomorrow... Yeah, I need to be clear, Zach, in the Discord. This was in the document 36 hours ago. Yep. Yes, yes. And I said to Stephen... Like, I, you're going to lose because of this pick. Like, I, 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 I believe the word mad lad was used. Yeah, because we did not possible. think that this was no, possible. No, no, no. I said, I said, I took a screenshot and I said, Stephen, aiming for that loss again with this pick. <laughs> <laughs> Two days ago. I mean, I'm still not convinced personally, but let's talk about Just, it. Okay, so some context, because I've been chatting with... Uh, with um, STS, obviously, and I was doing some reading on the GitHub commit. So there's a couple of commits on the GitHub project for WebKit, which is open source. And this is not the first instance of WebKit revealing some potential changes to iOS and iPadOS. So the reason why uh, Steve thinks this is related to iPadOS multitasking is they are referring to, and it's I'm quoting from the commit, multitasking mode. In between quotes, that's the way they're referring to this. Multitasking mode, they never mention iPad, they never mention iPadOS, the commit says iOS as the platform, which wouldn't surprise me if that's actually iPadOS, because internally, a ton of engineers still refer to iPadOS as iOS. So, well, it's referring it's to multitasking core. mode. It's the same core, yes. They're not really separate OSs, they're the same OS with like, a thin layer on top of UI changes. It's referring to multitasking mode. What's more interesting is that it's referring to this dynamic resizing that can happen horizontally. So the thing is, right now, there's not really dynamic resizing with split view. Even if you place two Safari windows side by side, uh, it's the content is not resizing dynamically. If you try to resize a window in split view, it's not like the Mac. The content is blurred out when you are resizing a split view on iPad. Yeah. When you let go of the dragging, then the content refreshes. And it's this fixed sizes too, right? And Which it's also fixed feel sizes. Mm -hmm. So these commits are, are suggesting that there may be this freely resizable, uh, called dynamic resizing, I think, happening in multitasking mode. Dynamic viewport size updates. Yeah. Can I read a little bit from this? It's right at the end that seems really okay, weird. Please, yes. Add a helper method to encapsulate whether or not multitasking mode viewport behaviors should be used. This should be true only when both desktop class viewport behaviors are active and multitasking mode is also active. Desktop class viewport behavior. There's also to, uh, something, something to better describe how this flag affects the adjusted target scale during dynamic resize. It sure sounds like this is going to be a mode you can enter and exit. Yeah, it does. Or that something happens and it, like to the system, right? Yeah. And then and during this time, pro mode. Do you remember that conversation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. 
made me think like when when Mark Gurman mentioned that in our, yeah. when we did that Twitter space thing, mm-hmm. it just comes out and says, yeah, I think it'd be it'd be funny, it'd be interesting if Apple explored the idea of a pro mode. Uh, that you know changes the UI if you're using a keyboard and trackpad. And I was like, yeah, sure. And now I'm seeing this, and he wrote about it. It's like, huh, were you guessing uh, or not? Actually, like, did you know something? Well, anyway, now your pick, Stephen. Uh huh. And I'm just having a conversation here. Okay. iPadOS is updated to include a more desktop-like mode with resizable, fine with me, and overlapping. Windows. Mm. And I think the key part, and this is against my interest here, right? The key part of this pick, it's not resizable. It's the overlapping one. Are you sure about the overlapping one? I I want overlapping windows. So Okay. Okay. So and, you're putting out just, what you just, want in the world. But I, I see what you're saying. And like when I moved it from Ricky's up to a regular pick, I almost pulled out overlapping. And I guess I still can. I mean, we simplified Mike's pick. I think you should. I think you should. No, we didn't simplify my pick. We made my pick way more complicated. Well, we made it more specific, I'll say. Yeah, I I think you're not going to get that part. Not At least not the first time they do it. That would surprise me a lot. All right, I'm pulling out overlapping windows because I guess this really could just be Hey, we have an M1 in this iPad. What if we showed content when it was being resized? Ooh, <laughs> uh, that and which is such like a a holdover from like the very first version of Slideover and what iOS nine, eight, whenever that was nine 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 nine. A lot yes. of it was like we're gonna just put a little block of translucent yeah. material over your UI until you make a choice. It was so strange. So maybe this is just preparing the way for that being fixed, but the desktop mode language makes me feel good. What you've just said there, though, now I'm like, are you now just saying that, like, if it's only split view, but I still see the content moving, that's your pick? Like, that doesn't feel like what you're... No, my pick is a more desktop-like mode with resizable windows, and we just have to see what that means. Ah, see, now it's... No, but you see, hmm. we don't like to play that way, right? Because now it's like... Yeah, so, see, now it's complicated, actually, though. Because what if, what if they don't change anything? What if you still have split view with two apps at the same time, but you don't have the fixed sizes anymore? You can freely resize mm. the split view. Yeah, you see I'm where saying. I'm going? Like That yeah. doesn't feel like desktop mode. That is that desktop mode? So I kind of wonder if the overlapping qualifier is what made your pick. So, so it sounds like I could go one of two ways. Either you, either you take out desktop mode and you just say uh, resizable, or if you want to keep desktop mode, it's got to be overlapping as oh, well. Oh, got to be overlapping, right? Or just something else, like just or some something other else. If you have some, some ideas, yeah. Right. If you have some other ideas, uh, iPad OS is updated to include. What about more? adjustable resizable windows or like more customizable i mean basically getting away the idea that there's a locked more than two one two kind of thing yeah i mean that works for me because if they do no matter what they do if it's just two apps side by side that's not your pick right like right ipad os is updated to include more customizable resizable windows it's not really a sentence that makes sense but <laughs> Yeah, it's very clunky. You might you might want to refrain, like like 
we reword it a little bit. But basically what we're saying in the pick here is if all you get is two apps side by side and slide over, that's not this pick. It has to be something more than that. It's it's I'm really I'm really after more flexibility. So are you after the flexibility of the size or the number of concurrent windows? I hadn't thought about that before now. I mean, if I'm back in desktop land overlapping, that's kind of both. But if I'm if I'm jettisoning jettisoning desktop overlapping windows, then I think it's more about the way you can lay them out iPad OS is updated to include more customers. James is making a good point for you in Discord. James said, I think the use of multitasking in the code suggests that it's more than the different widths of a split. You know, I was going to say uh, that I'm a man of passion and the two of you think you are, but you're not. So I'm going, you're iPad going. OS is updated yes. to include a more desktop-like mode with resizable and overlapping windows. You're, you're a prince among men, you know? Like, you really are. Yeah, just just have it, man. Big overlap energy yep. today. Just why not have two risky picks, you know? Why not? <laughs> it's nice that even in your mid-40s, you haven't lost this fire. <laughs> I, I, that's what I like about you. So I, I wish to be like that someday. No, that's, yeah. that's like episode 800 or something. We've got a ways to go. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike, you're next. You know when I mentioned before, you're just putting out what you want to see in the world? This is... This pick for me is I am just putting out what I want to happen. Uh, new features for tap back in messages. I'm a prolific tap tap back user. I think we all are, to be honest. <laughs> You're a tapper. <laughs> You're a tapper backer. I, I'm a tapper and a backer. That's me. Uh, I'm. I use it all the time. I wish there was more than those five options. Um, I so I have a few things. These aren't scored. That's my pick. New features for tap back in messages. Now allow me to give you some potential things that I would like to see and all could happen. Okay. Uh, more options than those five. Please. That, like predefined, you know, like maybe they just add like a couple more options or whatever. Maybe they actually go whole hog and let you use any emoji, like Slack or Discord or whatever, right? Just well, like, Slack doesn't let you use any emoji, just the ones that are approved by their parent company. A predefined set of emoji that's now three years old. Yes. Uh, but my hope would be Apple would let you use any emoji or... Better notification controls. I would like to be able to say, don't send me a full-on iMessage notification for tapbacks. Yeah, that's the worst. Hmm. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need... I, I would like, a, if we go back to Federico's thing from earlier, a specific type of, like, notification that I can see that's got a new different look to it or something. It's not like a full-on, like... Oh yeah, Federico, thumb, you know, like not like a full. I, I don't need that. You, I know, I know what it should be. I know what it should be. You know, when you see those like temporary alerts, like when you connect your Apple Pencil, those little pill oh shaped. Yes. Uh huh. What's it called? Toast style notification. I think toast that's that's the I think that's the name. Toast style. Yes. Toast I think it's called style. toast style alerts. Is that named after the app Toast? I don't know, but I think that's what they are called. It's it's used for the the Apple Pencil notifications, the AirPods notifications. Oh, this is an Android, Federico. No. Oh, at least I found something in the Android developers documentation. A toast provides simple feedback about an operation in a small pop-up. Yeah. It only fills the amount of space required for the message. I don't know if this is a thing everywhere, but but Android have uh, they've they've documented it for us. But yeah, that's that's what they should look like. Yeah, 
Don't send me a full notification for just an informative update about something that happened, like a tap back. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, people, I think, quite rightly complain that, like, if you're an Android user, you get the, like, in the in the actual message window, you get all of those written down. It's terrible. iOS users get them as notifications. It's, it's written the same way, right? Yeah. Like, well, so like Stephen Hackett thumb, like, you know. Like, well, newer versions of Android messaging app thing uh, actually shows them as, like, little emoji. It's just yeah. iPhone users now. Like if you're in a group thread with your entire family who's all on iPhones except your one brother-in-law who has a Pixel phone and Mary loved a message, everyone gets it as an SMS. It's so frustrating. But so what you've just mentioned there was Mm -hmm. part of why I think they could make changes this year, that they might make some like under-the-hood changes in general so that that doesn't happen for iOS users as well, right? Um, And that because of these changes it may also allow for some more features to be added to this, whether it's more options or better notification management. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I would like some new features for messages in general, honestly. Like, why not? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So the end of round two, Federico, the next version of macOS will have at least one feature exclusive to Apple Silicon Macs. Your future event chairman iPad OS is updated to include a more wow. desktop-like mode with resizable and overlapping windows. I don't think you're allowed to editorialize in an official capacity like this. And Mike, who is the loser this time, new feature for tap back in messages. Someone's got drunk with power over there. <laughs> How are we feeling after round one and two? Very positive about this, actually. I feel confident in 50% of my picks. Yeah. I'm just repeating I'm just repeating what the spirit of the Rikis told me. I feel pretty good. Not 100% confident, but pretty good. Pretty pretty good. It's time for the real game to begin. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Electric. When you're leading your small business, it's not all glamorous stuff all the time. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours trying to find a laptop lost in the mail for your new hire or dealing with some other technical emergency that comes up, which you're well-equipped to deal with, but you don't have time anymore as someone who's trying to grow and run a business. The team over at Electric know small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused app licenses, setting up laptops for employees, and answering never-ending IT questions, you can focus on building your empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at, plus you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. Delegation as a business owner is super important, and it's really hard to do. But when you can take a, a task or a set of responsibilities and give them to a trusted party, it means you can really focus on what you need to. And that's where Electric comes in. If you've got these tech needs in your business, you should go check them out. And for connected listeners, Electric are offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That's electric.ai slash connected. Go there now for your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for the support of the show and Relay FM. For this risky pick, I try to think about one. When's the last time 
we felt more productive on our iPhones. My idea being that in the early days of iOS and iPhone OS, uh, there were a ton of changes that Apple was bringing that actually improved the way we use our iPhones. Like I'm thinking about notifications, notification center, and copy and paste, obviously. And we haven't seen that kind of, uh, I don't want to say innovation because we've seen innovation in other areas of iOS, but like give me new tools to actually work better with my phone. Maybe, you know, uh, the last time was when they added the scrolling on the keyboard when you hold down on the space bar. But also last year, they did something else on the iPhone. They brought drag and drop between apps from the iPad to the iPhone. And that got me thinking. My risky pick is the next version of iOS gets split view support for multitasking to use two apps at the same time. Now, my thinking here, let me again, let me clarify and add some color that is not part of the pick. I think this will work in both portrait and landscape. I don't think this will be a landscape only feature. I think this will work in the two orientations. Now, let me make my case for this feature. Okay. Phones are get for phones are bigger, and maybe they're getting even bigger. And Apple seems to be discontinuing the small iPhone. This feature, in my mind, I think it could be exclusive. It could be one of those features that they can upsell you by saying this is exclusive to the Pro iPhones. So the iPhone, you know, 13 Pro and Pro Max, 14 like just the Pro models from the past few years, you know, depending on RAM limitations and stuff like that. Maybe from the 11 onward or something like that, but basically only the bigger phones. I mean, I mean that, that kind of breaks down if the rumors for this year are to be believed that there's going to be a regular phone that's the same size between the, the 14 and 14 Pro, and there's going to be a 14 Max and a 14 Pro Max. Like maybe it's not so much about size, but it's about, hey, these Pro phones have additional RAM or something yeah. else. Yeah, it could be that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to be both things, honestly. But yeah, I, I agree with both of you, but I think they have to do both things. Uh, the dra- the drag and drop between apps it would really be an enabler for this feature in that if now that it exists... It's there and it's kind of convenient, but you never really use it on the iPhone right now because it's awkward. You're dragging something, then you need to exit out of the app, choose something else on your home screen, and then drop it. Instead, with two apps at the, you know, on screen at the same time, you can just grab something and drop it on the other side. It's much more natural. And the technology is already there. Next, I think... This will require, obviously, changes to the adaptivity, auto layout, and size class engine that we've seen on iPad before. Apple will be bringing that to the iPhone if they do this feature on iOS. And that work on having this smaller resizable windows uh, maybe could potentially be helpful for iPad developers too. Like if Apple is allowing iPhone apps to be resized at half height, um, maybe, you know, that's, uh, those changes, they, you know, it could be part of, I guess, a bigger series of changes that they're making this year. Uh, obviously, Android has had this feature for a while. Uh, for many years, actually, I think Android has that split view in both portrait and landscape. I don't think Apple will give you the flexibility 
that you have on Android, like I don't think they will make split view resizable on iPhone. I think it'll just be 50-50 uh, with no options to drag to resize or anything like that. Um, the new multitasking menu that they did last year on iPad, that could also be used as the interface to manage this. Hmm. And the way I see it, uh, I think it's going to look like this. You open the app switcher, you grab a window from the app switcher, you drag it up or down, and you dock it on one half of the screen, and then you pick something else from the app switcher, and you've created a split view. Or you can use the multitasking menu, which could be shown up there in the title bar or not. And lastly, I will mention this to build my case. The design of the new Safari that they did last year with the bottom-oriented UI is kind of already ready for this potential feature. If you already have an app that contains its most important controls in the lower half of the screen, if that app gets resized in a split view, those controls don't need to move at all. It, they can just be a pop-up that already fills half of the screen. And then when you're done with those controls, they disappear at the bottom. So taking all these together, all these potential signs together, plus obviously the fact that Android has had this feature for a while and they haven't really done anything new on, on iOS in a while in terms of like, there's this totally new thing that now your iPhone can do. I think it's time to make it happen. So, once again, the next version of iOS gets split view support for multitasking to use two apps at the same time. I have a bunch of thoughts about this. One, I want it to happen. Two, like you, I'm very into this idea. You know, and developers can opt into it or whatever. Obviously, not every app's going to support it. It would be just like going back to iPad multitasking. But there would be a bunch of apps where this would be fantastic for. Two, I think it will work fine because picture-in-picture -picture video works great. Right. And like having freedom of movement, like all of that kind of stuff, like that's basically it's not even half. It's less than half of the screen. And I can very easily use the two things at once. I can watch video um, and I can do whatever, look at Twitter or whatever. Right. Like so you can split the screen in half and it'll work fine. My only question mark around it is I wonder if. Hmm. No, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing the issue in it, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Because they're going to be releasing more bigger phones, I could see mm -hmm. a case that they wouldn't show this off until they show off the new phones, mm -hmm. but then they wouldn't give anybody any time to get it ready. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I could imagine them, because there's already big phones, Ooh. recommend people do it at WWDC and then make a bigger song and dance of it when they show off the new phones in September. I'm going galaxy brain here cool. they're deep buried in a session somewhere maybe it's about ipad desktop mode that's coming definitely coming they say hey you know we support all these size classes mm. but you also need to make sure that your apps not only can adjust width wise but also height wise and turns out that's really more for this ios split screen deal that we don't know about yet is going to come with the new iPhones. I see where you're going with that. You should get your apps ready for all sorts of resizing. I know where you're going with this though, right? But but, but I they think... could they could galaxy brain it, right? Oh, it's for this one thing, but it's also for this other thing. But considering it would probably be supported on other big iPhones, even if they just kept it to big iPhones, I could imagine them showing off. But who knows? Anyway, no matter what they do, I want it to happen. Yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah. So it is mostly like one of those things that 
I think I'm seeing the signs, but really, I just want this to exist. So <laughs> I am wishing it into existence uh, by using it as my risky pick. That's how it works. Hmm. Steven? <laughs> the new version of macOS brings back Dashboard as a way to place widgets outside of the current notification center. <laughs> okay. This is what <laughs> happens when you need a risky pick within an hour. Yes. You you bring dashboard back, you know. Yes. So <laughs> this is where I'm going. <laughs> so why? So let me just ask you, why? So the way this pick is phrased, it needs to be called dashboard, mm -hmm. and it needs to be about widgets. What makes you think they won't just let you place widgets on your desktop? Because then to see them, you have to look at your desktop. And I don't know about y'all. But right now, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten overlapping windows on my pro display. All right, I want to ask you a question, Stephen. How will you bring dashboard into your life? What will you do to invoke dashboard? There'll be a button like there used to be. Put it in the menu bar somewhere. Right, and how will you do it? Uh, I will probably remap a uh, keyboard shortcut to it. Because what I'm thinking is most people do a pinch gesture, right, on the trackpad, or yes, like a button. But you can also press a button to look at the desktop or do a pinch to look at it. I use a hot corner to, to show the desktop. Yeah, the hottest of corners. I just don't think the desktop is the right place because some people... I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I mean, some so some people keep their desktop really nice and tidy. Like, I have exactly one file on my desktop right now. Mine is empty. Other people, uh, maybe people that I'm married to, for instance, their desktops are chaos and... They don't organize things to a grid or alphabetically or in stacks or anything. And Or they have so many icons, you can't even see the new stuff that gets added to the desktop anymore. You know? Yeah, my theoretical spouse is not that theoretically bad, but some people are. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think, I think the desktop is the wrong place. But imagine there was a UI that could oh. fly in over where you were. Is that sound effect in the pit? And it had all your widgets. <laughs> And then you hit the button and it goes, and it goes away. And they call it dashboard. Man, can I give you a, a, an issue that I see with this pick? It will be the same widgets, right? Like the same widgets that we have on iOS, the same widgets that we have on yeah, iPadOS. Yeah, we have them on the Mac now. I got like five or six over in that right rail. Are they going to bring dashboard to iPad, do you think? I, well, the, the desktop on the Mac is fundamentally different than the home screen on the iPad. And for how not, long, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. For how long, right? I mean, the, the change isn't coming to the Mac because Launchpad is a dead technology on the Mac, right? It didn't ever go anywhere. Oh, yeah, that thing is still there. I mean, like, imagine if iPadOS was updated to include a more desktop-like mode, you know? I still think the desktop is... Like, say that, <laughs> say that the iPad gets a true <laughs> desktop. Like, uh -huh. I mean, I don't... I don't I, the way that I view the desktop mode on the iPad is you don't get to put files back there. You don't get to put folders back there. It's just you're in this view and then the home screen is like maybe like it's like it's in CarPlay where it's back to the left or something. I think mixing widgets with like freeform chaos of files and folders just doesn't make any sense. I think I like it. All I want is widgets on the Mac to be better than they currently are. However they choose to do that, like, you know, so I can get both a better widget experience and a better notification experience. I want both of those things to happen on the Mac. Yeah. If they have to bring back dashboard to do that, let them go for it. Because know? like right now, so like by default, 
I have a 32 inch screen. I can see three notifications at a time. And if I hit, then I can hit nine more and I get more, but then I can't see my widgets because they get pushed off the end of the screen. But also like you could have a 32 inch screen and one widget and you'd still only get three notifications. You know, like it, it's, it's, it's wild over there. So, I, I yeah. never look at notifications. Like there's probably a thousand stacked Slack and Dropbox notifications in here. I never clear them out. I never look at them because this UI on the Mac is useless. I have to clear it. I can't have them. I can't have them all living in there. I have to clear it. Can't have them. I can't do it. I got to clear it. But I wish it was better. All right, dashboard, baby. Why not? All right, you ready? Go for it. Yeah, man. Strap in. This is all the pick. This is not context. This is all the pick. Apple gives a sneak peek of the new Mac Pro. It features the same case design as the current Mac Pro. Okay, I'll interrupt you at the end. Actually, you know what? I want to. I want to stop here because I made a slight tweak, and I want to. I want to yeah, actually. Is this stop being there. the same size? Well, this is okay. So originally, I said it features the same case, but what I wanted to change this to, but I didn't want to change it too much, and I want to ask you both. What I actually want to say, it features a case inspired by the design of the current Mac Pro. That would work for me. Yeah. Is that okay? Because I want it to look like... I think it's going to look like it, but it might not be... It would be weird if it was physically the same size. <laughs> but you can't put any cards in it anymore. <laughs> uh, features a case design inspired by by the... The 2019 Mac Pro. Thank you for that. 2019. I kind of miss mine. Uh-oh. Well, pause that. Put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> I've not, I'm not even 20% through my pick yet. Yeah, right, keep we going. We're still go in the pick. I'll start at the beginning. Apple gives a sneak peek of the new Mac Pro. It features a case design inspired by the 2019 Mac Pro. It features more ports than any other Apple Silicon Mac available today. It does not have support for third-party GPUs. It features a chip name that has not appeared in any other product. Ooh. It has a starting price of six thousand nine hundred <laughs> of at least. Sorry, it has a starting price of at least six thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, and it is coming quote later this year. My word. Okay. Can I remove the quote as well? Just like it's coming later this. Yes, right. please. You got yeah because you got to. Rem- I was that's yeah. the remove first the thing quote. I would yeah. suggest. It's coming yeah. later this. So I I want to go through these sub point by sub point because yeah man you what you have done Mike oh. if if my risky pick is a single brushstroke you have a whole painting here of yeah. prediction. It's, I like this. This is what I like. All right, go on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Jason from Discord. A reminder, the mic already has this as an annual pick. The new Mac Pro will be smaller, not a cube shape. Feature- I checked the rules. It doesn't count. Annuals and, and, and it's only keynotes. It doesn't count. Are you I using the, the same pick? No, because it's, it's full of loads of different pieces, pieces of and information. The rules state uh, the picks from the keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them Okay. Who made them okay. for the next keynote? So he, this wasn't a previous keynote pick of his. Mm-hmm. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, they cannot reuse it in that calendar year. Oh, mm. ah, mm. hang on, we need to check because I definitely haven't got the same language. There's no way I've yeah, said. Yeah, let's all pull the same up the thing. exact language of the previous pick. Annual rookies 2022. 
I mean, it's a very similar pick. The new Mac Pro will be smaller, not a cube shape, feature no support for the current MPX modules, and or will allow some form of expandability outside of Thunderbolt. It will only be available in one color. Like, mm. here's the thing. So on that, for me, right? No, so I feel they like are, it's, mm. it's in the same ballpark. It's yeah, not but the they're same different, pick. But they're different. But they're, so, I mean, you're going all in with this Mac Pro picks this year, which is fine, fine for you. Uh, but they are different. So I think it's fine. Yeah, I think you're okay. So a case design inspired by the tween, 2019 Mac Pro. So the eyeball scoops, front and back, handles. I think shape too. Like I, I, I think it was going to look like that guy. I mean, I would love it. Oh, I would love it if they just made, they just scaled it down. <laughs> like it's just a little like smaller. that little G five on uh, Steve Jobs' desk. That thing. Yeah, tiny little guy. It'd be yeah. great. Okay, I can get behind that. I mean, it's a cool design. That's what I said. That's what I meant when I said I miss it. I love my Mac Studio. It's a it's an amazing computer. Oh, okay. But I miss the physicality of the Mac Pro, right? The Mac Studio is not as good looking. As no, the it's Mac not. Pro. And I, you know, I tried scooping some holes in the front of it. <laughs> it didn't go go so well. How'd that go? <laughs> Look, got a little melon ball. <laughs> Pop them out. It features more ports than any other Apple Silicon Mac available today. Let me mm-hmm. read you the port list on the Mac Studio. On the front, you have two USB-C or Thunderbolt ports and an SD card slot. Mm-hmm. On the back. Four Thunderbolt 4 ports, 10 gigabit Ethernet, two USB-A, HDMI, and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. I think it's going to have more. That's a lot of ports. And the original, the 2019 Mac Pro had two Thunderbolt ports on the top. So it's kind of like the front of the Mac Studio. And then on the I.O. card had a headphone, two USB-A, and two more Thunderbolt. So the, the Mac Studio is already ahead of the old Mac Pro, depending on what GPU it was in. But you say they're gonna they're gonna continue to push it farther. Honestly, I think this could be the part that, that kills me more than anything else, but I think they'll do it. I I'm think worried about it. it for sure. I mean, so part of what I'm thinking here is like it's this part, it features a chip name that has not appeared in any other product. So I think there's some other chip. It's either M2 something or it is a more powerful M1 than anything else available what are the current m1 names m1 m1 pro m1 m1 pro m1 max m1 ultra oh they've done ultra okay yeah yeah ultra is what's in the studio it's the it's the beefed one up Uh, for the studio right so if they keep m1 m1 extreme m1 extreme but i actually think i i do believe this is not in the pick this is just a mic thing i think that this will be the first m2 machine i have a thing about this because I wandered into this on MPU and we had this discussion. People, I mean, the, the way the M1 has worked, we started with the little baby M1 and over the course of 18 months, it's gotten bigger and stronger with the Pro, Ultra, etc. Mm-hmm. The Mac Pro is going to be at the top of the line. It's going to have the biggest, baddest chip. I think it could be the first M2 Mac announced and the last one to ship. Because if it is later in the year, which I totally think is the, the case here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They could put the flag out way down the road. Like that's the other end of the M2 line. That's a good point. And yeah. ho, in the in the meantime, we're gonna do Mac Minis and MacBook Airs and iMacs and stuff. I think you might be right on that actually. But yeah. I don't think this is as bonkers as it sounds once you kind of put it in conjunction with the timeline. 
Yeah, because you've got six months. Yeah. Right? Before Which this thing is time. probably going to roll out, and yeah, you're right. But but I do think it will be M2. I I think, as you're right, like between now and then, we'll have M2 machines most likely. So I think that it will have it'll either be called like the M2 Ultra or it'll be like the M1 Extreme or something like that. It might not start with that, but I think it will. I actually don't think this is again not in the pick, but me, I don't think they will offer a chip in this machine that you can get in another machine. Because I don't see why, right? Like, I, I mean, especially because I don't think it's going to have the same level of expandability as the previous Mac Pro. Right. I think it's just pure power is is its thing. I think the the entry point could start with the Ultra Maybe. for people who yeah. do want to throw in. Because I agree with your later pick; it's not going to support third party GPUs. But a bunch of people, including myself, most of what I use those slots for in my old Mac Pro was for storage, and so. And then one ultra with a couple of card slots like that would fit a need and it would maybe hit, let them hit a lower price point. So I think it'll start with the ultra and then the upper end will be whatever this new, you know, M1 extreme quad system on a chip thing will be. The reason I went with the 6999 is nice. factoring in ultra. Yeah. That's a thousand dollars more than the Mac pro starts. You got to get some separation, I think, because the Mac Studio exists now. I think yeah, you've got yeah. to kind of price yeah. it that way. The Studio frees so, yeah. the Mac Pro up to be bananas, mm-hmm. and that's what I think they'll do. Okay, I All think right. maybe a connected historian could could verify this. I think this is the most sub points we've ever had to be scored in a pick. I think yeah. the only time I've gotten close to this was the iPad Mini. But I think this is more than that. Yeah, this is uh, this is a lot, and we should we should clarify, Federico, your pick, the actual language of the pick, because the context. Let me make case for this. That's not actually the no. pick. No. Are you saying both portrait and landscape is part of your pick? No. Okay. Just I. Do you want to do the recap? <laughs> it's gonna take a while. Yes, I will. Uh, yes, I will recap this, uh, Federico iOS gets split view support for multitasking to use two apps at once. I said the new version of macOS brings back dashboard as a way to place widgets outside of the current notification center. Take a, take a drink of water here. <clears throat> Mike says, Apple gives a sneak peek of the new Mac Pro. It features a case design inspired by the 2019 Mac Pro. It features more ports than any other Apple Silicon Mac available today. It does not have support for third-party GPUs. It features a chip name that has not appeared in any other product. It has a starting price of at least $6,999. It is coming later this year. Ooh, those are all... This is, we've done well, I think, in our risky picks. Mm-hmm. There's some fun stuff in there. One day, I'm going to get one of these picks right, and it's going to be a good day. You historically have been bitten by details. Like one little detail, yeah. But one day, I'm going to get one of these right and that's going to be the one people remember you know they'll forget all the ones I got someday it'll happen someday Mm -hmm. do I think it will be next time probably not but I'm trying anyway (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) this episode of Connected is made possible by Capital One have you ever had a technical snafu while shopping online payment fields giving you a headache or has your mobile banking app ever been down when you really needed to use it where Capital One believes everyone deserves better banking. This means easier access to their money and more security. 
That's why Capital One is investing in machine learning. Machine learning allows Capital One to do things like fight fraud with random forests, with models that quickly detect suspicious activity and make it faster to alert federal investigators. And they can identify how mobile app outages happen with causal models. Keeping their mobile app up and running doesn't happen by accident. Anomaly detection and incident response help determine why app outages happen, so engineers can quickly remedy them. Capital One speeds up online shopping with machine learning at the edge. They make shopping with virtual card numbers smoother and more secure. This technology is based on logistic regression models and running inference in the browser. It identifies payment fields, which helps make using virtual card numbers easier and faster. The potential of machine learning is so big. See how Capital One is using machine learning to create the future of banking. Search machine learning at Capital One. Capital One, what's in your wallet? It's time for the Flexies. Yes. The Flexies is a game held after each edition of the Rickies. It consists of a series of additional picks in relation to the upcoming Apple event or year. Scoring is completed separately from the main game, but like the Rickies, the order of picks is set by the results of the previous game, and ties will be broken by using dice by PCALC. Please lie down as the rules are read. Mm, okay. All right, here we go. Uh, all right, we're lying down. Oh, that's good. Host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Each correct pick is awarded with one point. Wrong picks do not remove any points, and no partial points may be awarded. The winner is determined by comparing the percentage of correct flexies made by each host. While there is no Twitter handle on the line in the flexies, the winner can use their chosen title as long as they are the winner. Federico shall be named Prince Flexi, Mike has chosen Duke of Flexington, and Stephen is the Attorney General Flexi. Loser of the Flexi must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to a charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. The money must be donated on air. You may return to your seating positions. Hello. All right. I am the Attorney General Flexi, so I get to go first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, you are. Number one. A presenter references the fact that some developers are at Apple Park for the keynote. Mm. It's like a, hey, mm. we got people here, kind of shout out. Yeah. And yeah. the good thing about that is that could be live or pre-recorded, right? Yeah. That kind of yeah. doesn't matter, you know? Number two, AR-specific features are added to Swift or Swift UI. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At least one iOS system app is redesigned to bring its controls to the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. following in the footsteps of maps and messages. I had this in my flexes and then I realized you put it in first. So, but yeah, I agree. Apple's classical music service is announced. Interesting. At WWDC? Hmm. Yeah. They did Apple music. <laughs> As we've <laughs> spoken about uh, in the quiz, they've done it twice, so why not do it again, you know? Third yeah. time's a charm. Yeah. Maybe developers will care this time. Uh-huh. Number five, Mac OS 13 is called Mammoth. This is a big flexi. Going for the name? I think they're going for Sequoia. I think they're going for Sequoia. I Put in as a flexi, name. son. Nah. <laughs> I, will not. I, already, I already have enough. So yeah. I'm going to say it's called Mammoth or Sequoia. No. no. 
Apple, this one was a last minute ad. Apple announces the first M2 Mac. Okay. Okay. So I've made six out of the required five. Okay. I made fewer okay. than the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. There's more coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. My turn. One, Tim presents some portion of the keynote in front of a live audience. Okay. Question right off the mm-hmm. bat. What does some portion mean? Like he walks out on stage before they hit play on the video? There's some Apple employees, I think he means. Like it was pre-recorded, right? Yeah, but he says live audience, which makes me think developers and press. I think this needs oh, some, yeah, then I don't... This, some clarification. Well, I mean, I don't ha- actually have to do this sort of flexes, but like I'll tell you what I'm thinking. So because this has changed this pick a few times. So like I think Tim will present live and like it will be on the video, right? So people watching at home will see that Tim is presenting in front of an audience. Of us? Of developers? Well, this is the next part. Okay. I originally my intention was like developers, but there is at least one live audience, right? As we are recording right now, me and Steven, we know we're going to be at WWDC. We don't know if we will be with developers or our own or none of the above. Um, so I think Tim Cook will present some portion of the keynote in front of a live audience. If I was going to guess, I would assume it would be in front of the developers. It would be weird if they had, it, like, <laughs> it's like, there's developers out there. <laughs> you press people, you're allowed inside. But who knows, though, right? Maybe they do the State of the Union in front of developers and the keynote in front of press. I don't know, right? Okay. I don't have an answer for that. But there will be a li- there will be at least one live audience, and I okay. believe Tim Cook. I've actually been wondering. I don't know if I mentioned this on on the last episode or not, which is funny because we recorded it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Whether they will do the entire presentation like they used to. I thought they said in the initial announcement was watch the keynote stream at Apple Park. I don't think any part of it's going to be live. I don't know. I mean, maybe Tim Cook or somebody comes out on stage and says hello, and then the the AV guy in the back hits play on an iPad. And we watch the whole keynote. That's what I think is most likely to happen because it would be weird. Yeah, me if, too. It would be weird to me if they didn't do it that way, you know? And then he comes out at the end and. Yeah, like, they, they completely, like Tim Cook's not even there. Like he's completely ignoring the fact that people are on campus. <laughs> for WWDC, when they did it in front of a live audience, we'd only see Tim at the start and end. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> And he would, and then he would say, "I can't wait to see what you're going to okay. do with it." Okay, so there may be a little um, note when you see it in this one, which is a flexi. It's fine. It's a flexo, you know. Okay, all right, keep going. I'm going. I'm. Uh, this is a. This is a, a connected extended universe pick. Widgets on TVOS. Wow. So I spoke about this on App Stories. Yes. Right. Why not? I, when I said that, I was like, I like this idea. I want it to happen. Why not? Pick three. More apps can use a picture-in-picture style window on iPadOS. Yeah, so like QuickNote, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Four, redesign of the Home app again. <laughs> it needs it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Five, there is no additional external display support for iPadOS. Ooh, this one stings. Yeah. Let me, let mm. me double that up. Uh, with This was originally one of my picks and I changed it. But I, I think I still kind of believe it. iPadOS multitasking remains fundamentally the same as the iPadOS 15 version. So by that, I mean two apps and slide over. That's very sad. 
Racist. It's historically been a good pick to make, <laughs> right? You're not wrong. Historically, your odds over the last yeah. s- six versions of iPad OS, you would have got points for that. So you're not wrong. I'm giving it another mm-hmm. go. Last one, seven big improvements to SwiftUI. I think mm. SwiftUI is going to get quite a lot of time spent, probably not in the keynote, um, but over the week. Uh, you know, probably in State of the Union and then we'll see, you know, they might make reference to it and there'll be a bunch of sessions. But this was this was inspired by when we were talking about shortcuts um, on the Mac and how that a lot of that was built in SwiftUI, right? And it was broken in a bunch of ways or needed fixes in a bunch of ways and that this will probably trickle out for everyone. But also, we should be seeing big improvements to SwiftUI a lot because it's supposed to be the future. Seven flexes. Seven flexes. Those of you in the audience who may be disappointed by these numbers, you know, six, seven flexes, I'm here and I'm <laughs> delivering the passion to you with 10 hot flexes. They, are they all hot? They are all sizzling hot flexes. Every single one of them individually is a sizzling hot flexy. Yes. It's right. boiling hot flexes. Oh, they're get, are they Bo- getting and hotter. They're boiling getting hotter hot. by the they're minute. Hotter. The boilies. By the <laughs> I don't like that. I'm, I'm here and I'm bringing the passion to close up this episode. All right. So uh-huh. strap yeah, in. You certainly didn't bring it in your regular picks. No, I did. I played very smartly according to the spirit of the Rickies and what he... Wait, did the spirit of the flexies tell you it needed to be hot? No. So the spirit of the Rickies is one thing. Okay. The flexes are more inspired by nature. You know, it's more of a natural occurrence. <laughs> All right. All right, just, the flexes are more of a yeah. Just hit us with them. Number one, number one, shortcuts gets an API on iOS and iPadOS for apps to run shortcuts directly without URL schemes. So okay. basically, what they have on macOS, but mm-hmm. also on iOS and iPadOS. Number two, shortcuts for Mac gets personal automations. Yes, please, it's please. Big missing feature from last year. Number three you will be able to set light and dark mode on a per-website basis in Safari. Uh, yeah, I think a.k.a. I, Sherlocking. I, yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. Poor, Sherlocking. Poor I'm sorry, Noir, but I think they're going to Sherlock that. Uh-huh. Number four, Apple brings Quick Notes floating thing, like the floating window thing, to iOS. Right now, that Quick Note picture-in-picture thing is only on iPad, I think they're going to figure it out on iOS as well, but or in general, they should. Number five, the music app gets an updated design in the Listen Now page. I really dislike that page. It's The information density is all wrong, and it's slow to use. I think they got to redo it. Steven, please stop highlighting. Sorry. Why are we you doing that? We have told you so many times uh, about We told you this. so many times. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. Just Thank you. you need like we need to give you a sandbox. Like you should copy the notes into your own window. Okay, go go go, pl- go play while we read the notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Number where am I? Number six, iPadOS sixteen. Well, no, the next version of iPadOS is more. You know, that's fine. We're not gonna we're not gonna be like that. iPadOS. Yeah, iPadOS gets improved split view with at least three apps at once at least three i like the idea of split view with seven apps and they're all just like these tiny little things you know tiny splits yes Uh uh-huh number seven 
Apple releases a Safari API to deal with cookie consent forms. So the idea here is that those things are annoying and developers are building their own extensions based on their own heuristics on how to recognize and accept cookie consent things. I think Apple can probably do something here and help out those developers to... (laughs) (laughs) I like that you have decided that Apple introduced Safari extensions on iOS and then decided to just do all the best ones, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Have you also got one for AMP in here? <laughs> you want to put that in? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Number eight, you can delete messages in the Messages app. One of the best features of WhatsApp is that I can send the message and if I regret sending the message, I can revoke the message. I can delete it. Yeah, so because you can delete them, but they don't delete for anyone other than yeah, you on that one device. They right? don't delete on the other person's. Uh, so I guess you can delete messages in the messages app, comma, like in WhatsApp. So we know what it means. Number nine. This is a big one for me. Apple introduces a proper reminders api for developers okay so reminders right now it's based it's it sort of piggybacks on the event kit api which was originally conceived for calendar events and they sort of stuffed reminders in there uh, but that api does not have any of the modern reminders features like attachments links subtasks all those like uh, more advanced repeating schedules like none of that is in there right now. So they should do a proper API. And lastly, number 10, we're back to shortcuts. Shortcuts gets an Excel widget on iPad. That'd be nice. Because they, because it doesn't have it. Oh, so, it doesn't yeah. have one, huh? Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no. Wow, that's a surprise. They're so widget-focused, you know what I mean? This is like funny to do them. So here you go, 10 hot flexes hot delivered flexes. to you. Boiling hot. Boiling hot Molten flexes. hot. Molten hot flexes delivered to you with passion at the end of this episode. So that does it for this uh, installment of the Rickies. Tune in on the week at WWDC to see how we did. Uh, We're not quite sure about exactly when that episode will go up the week of WWDC. So I guess just follow the show on Twitter and uh, we'll let you know. But we're aiming for Wednesday. Remember, 66.66% of the show will be recorded in person that's right in california that's right we'll be together mm-hmm. if you want to find links to stuff we spoke about head on over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash 400 while you're there you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up and uh, you can find us on twitter mike is i-m-y-k-e mike is the host of a bunch of other shows here on relay fm including upgrade where they'll be doing a draft for WBC, or have done a draft, depending on... By the time you've heard this, we have done it. Unless you're a member and you're listening to the Connected Pro version, which came out days earlier. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, where I'm sure you guys have lots of WBC stuff planned. J- Sorry, Jason in the Discord. It just is Triple J rules. I'll sit in Federico. Is <laughs> no, it's John. John's not there. Jason fills in for Stephen. Yeah, I'll be so there. That, that isn't the official rules. So unless OTJ comes out, oh, which no. I don't think he's planning to. Well, you won't want to check on him with that. Is <laughs> all I'm gonna I'll say. I'll check him. Yeah, I'll check him with OTJ. Wait, is John going? Well, check, check, check with him. 
John, are you going? <laughs> just check like, with I, him. I, I'm Move putting on. it out in the world. I just asked <laughs> yes. him. He'll get back to me when he hears this. Yes. Yeah. You know? I've realized that I put myself in a grave situation that uh-huh. uh, Jason and I are sharing a, like a apartment in San Jose for a couple of days when he's there. He would have the opportunity to, to take me out in my sleep and join. I think you're going to be fine because there's going to be another person there who I know. Underscore, underscore, you have to save me. <laughs> you, if there's one person I know to save others, it's underscore. Because there was once at WWDC, we were at a party and I was a little bit drunk. And Casey gave me his iPhone and it was unlocked. And I opened Twitter and Underscore took it away from me. So, <laughs> you know, right? Underscore, he'll save you, you know? Okay, that's good to know. You can follow me on Twitter at ISMH and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Fitbod, Memberful, Electric, and Capital One. And until we score the picks, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.